Lunar Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm your host Jordana Levine and in this episode we're exploring the final new moon of 2023. I actually cannot believe I'm saying that I remember recording the final new moon of 2022. Anyway, here we are. Um, Before we dive in, actually this is quite on brand for what I just said. I really want to address something that um, a lot of people have been DMing me about on Instagram. They are saying, what is the astrology of 2024? Are you running a workshop uh, like you did last year? Last year I ran a workshop called Align with 2023 and I guess people are wanting to align with 2024. No, I'm not going to run a workshop this year, but never fear. It will be part of a podcast episode that will air in January. Okay. Um, I think it's important that we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. And that's not just me running out of time to create content, although I'm sure that's probably playing a part in it. Um, But I've really been thinking about how at this time of year, and I know I'm not the only one, we rush through December like it doesn't exist, right? We've got Christmas and all we can think about is how many days until Christmas and then it's New Year's Eve. What did we achieve this year? Oh my God, I'm losing days. I'm losing time. What am I going to do next year? How can I be better? What am I going to achieve? And I just want us all to chill, all right? Note to self, but also note to you guys. So for this reason, I want to just focus on this new moon for now. We've got one more full moon for the year on December 27. That's the Cancer full moon. And I really think the best thing that we can do with this new moon that's coming up next Wednesday is have a look only as far as what we want to create over the next few weeks, right? Those few weeks, they still count. (laughs) And also, don't get me talking about the fact that the end of a calendar year means diddly squat astrologically, right? The new year actually begins with Aries season at the end of March. But look, that's a whole other conversation. I spoke in this week's bonus subscriber episode, which everyone got access to. So hopefully you listened to that on Monday when it came out. I spoke about our incessant need to always be looking ahead. So what if under this new moon, we widen our vision for the present moment rather than having to look into the future? What is all around us that we're missing because we're always looking too far ahead? And in this instance, looking ahead to 2024. Now, I'm not immune to this, and perhaps this is why I'm making quite a song and dance about it. I have found that in the last week or so, or probably even longer, last month or so, 
that I've already been through every month of 2024. It's a big year for me. Um, and I've become quite hyper-focused on what it's all going to mean. I know exactly what each month of the year is going to entail for me. And you know what, as a planner, you'd think that would bring me comfort. It doesn't really, because it also means that the year is disappearing on me and it hasn't even bloody started. Knowing what 2024 entails for you can be just as terrifying as those of you who are freaking out because you're not sure what you're going to do with yourself in 2024. I've actually got a friend who is going through a bit of a life change at the moment. He has no idea what he wants for himself next year, which I think many of us can put ourselves in that camp, right? I just happen to have a few milestone moments throughout the year, but usually I don't really know what the year is going to bring. I happen to be the opposite of that right now, but it doesn't really matter either way because neither me nor him or you, if you don't know what's happening next year, are guaranteed more success than the other. Anything can happen for any of us. Surprises, curveballs, obstacles, opportunities. So what I want you to start thinking about is, is it better to just stay in the present moment and widen our vision of our potential? The answer is yes. (laughs) In case you were looking for the answer. The answer is yes. Yeah, instead of always looking forward, can we start to widen our vision of now? And I know I've said this a lot, and I guess because we had the Gemini full moon and it's part of Sagittarius as well, but can we change our perspective? of what we can already see. All right, so with that in mind, let's dive into the Sagittarius new moon. The Sagittarius new moon takes place on Wednesday, December 13 at 10.32 a.m. in Sydney, Tuesday, December 12 at 11.32 p.m. in London and 6.32 p.m. in New York. Now, there are a couple of planets or cosmic bodies affecting this new moon, uh, primarily Mars, which is also in Sagittarius and traveling very closely to this moon. Now, you probably remember from previous episodes that Mars and the sun have been conjunct since Sagittarius season began. But couple that with the moon joining in on the little Saggy rendezvous, and we're looking at a very fiery new moon indeed. When I say fiery, I mean fiery in the best sense possible. It's a very proactive moon. It's encouraging us to take action essentially. And since since it's Sagittarius and the mantra for Sagittarius is I believe, I'm thinking taking action based on what you believe is a really strong starting point. Here's a question for you, though. Is what you believe about yourself and your potential limiting or limitless? This is a very potent moon for manifestation. If you are willing to be an active participant in the manifestation of your intentions, if you're just banking on wishing on a star and praying it comes true, you may fall short. This Sagittarius new moon wants you to set your intentions and then see how well you can take part in the dance between taking action, that's the Mars bit, and having a deep sense of faith in yourself and your own worth. 
that's the sag bit. Mars will help with the action piece. That's a given. We don't have to even think about that. But if you don't believe in yourself and the possibility of your intentions manifesting, then it's likely they won't. I know. Bad news, hey? (laughs) The moon is also trine Chiron, the wounded healer. Now, a trine is a very harmonious aspect. So there is a lot of healing potential present under this new moon. Again, I'd be focusing on your beliefs. What limiting beliefs can you heal so that you're able to reframe what you believe is possible for yourself? And what action and motivation can Mars assist with on that healing journey? I kind of love this energy for the end of the year. It's exactly what we need at this time in December. Now, another big part of this new moon is the fact that less than eight hours after the new moon, Mercury slips into retrograde. Now, I'm going to discuss this in greater depth in Monday's bonus subscriber episode that will only be available to subscribers next week. But in terms of how the new moon will be affected by the retrograde, honestly, I think quite positively. I like when a new moon and a retrograde sync up. I think it bodes quite well for manifestation and intention setting because Mercury retrograde thins the veil between the earthly plane and the planes of higher consciousness. So that means visualizations are more powerful. Dreams are more significant. We're innately more intuitive and our psychic awareness is heightened. We're going to work with all of that energy, keeping in mind that Mercury retrograde is happening so very closely to this new moon during the Sagittarius new moon circle, which is available to ascendant subscribers of the podcast. I'm going to take you guys through a quantum jump manifestation meditation, which is something I've been working with a lot. We spoke about it a couple of episodes ago. It's kind of based on the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza and uh, Neville Goddard and, you know, all these people that talk about quantum theory. But it's really going to play into that energy of the new moon and Mercury retrograde working together. Now, because it's a Sagittarius new moon, it's going to have all of the classic flavors of Sagittarius, uplifting, refreshing possibilities, potential. This is the energy that we're working with. Yeah, optimism, faith, opportunity. All of this is Saggy and all of this will be highlighted during this new moon. Some of the ways that you might like to work with the Sagittarius new moon, inject a little adventure into next week. Perhaps you can wrangle a weekend away or a couple of days away. I know it's a hard time of year to do that. Perhaps it's a little day trip to a waterfall, a train ride into the city, spending a day in an art gallery or museum. Perhaps an adventure for you is matching with someone on a dating app and going out on a spontaneous last minute date. The point is to ignite the adventurer within you and also to give yourself fresh and new experiences. Anything that feels a little outside your comfort zone is what we're aiming for here. The second thing I want you to think about is moving your hips. Sagittarius rules the hips. And so 
The Sag new moon is the perfect time to get deeper into those hips and move them around. So this could be some beautiful sort of embodied dance around your living room, or it could be a deep hip nourishing yoga class. You know, we store so much emotion in our hips and it gets stuck and stagnant in there. To all my fellas listening to the podcast, you guys especially, your hips are so tight and you're not immune to emotion. (laughs) And they're getting stuck in your hips, fellas. And my ladies too. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while or you've read my books or you've worked with me in some capacity... You'll know that our emotions are a huge component of our vibrational energy and are absolutely integral for manifestation. So if they're getting stuck in our hips, what good are they there? Yeah, we need to release them. We need to get them out. Uh, And then lastly, I mean, we spoke about it just minutes before in this very podcast, but really make sure you're focusing on smashing through some of the limiting beliefs that are limiting you. Yeah, a belief is just a thought we've had over and over and over again until we believe it to be true. And if we've been running these beliefs for a really long time, half the time we forget where they began, you know, what the origin was. It probably doesn't even apply anymore. Yeah, but still we run it on a loop. So what we want to do is we want to replace those limiting beliefs with limitless beliefs about ourselves. Now really is the time to question certain beliefs and ask, hey, where did you come from? Are you even true? And if not, why the hell do I listen to you? (laughs) All right. So reframing. The first thing is having an awareness of what they are, catching them. And then replacing them with a belief that's going to serve you. You might not believe it to begin with, but if you think it over and over and over and over again, we can retrain the brain. I know, pretty cool. My God, I can't believe that's the last new moon of this year. That's wild. Okay, so we've got a Cancer full moon in a couple of weeks. Uh, In the new year, we're going to talk about 2024. It'll be one of the first episodes for January. And I'll tell you what transits we can expect. I'll tell you about the eclipses of the year. I'll tell you the dates of the Mercury retrograde so you can put them in your calendar. But I don't want anyone to feel limited by any of the transits that are coming up for them. I had some, I've spoken about it before, but I'll say it again. I had some really challenging transits this year with Saturn being in the early degrees of Pisces. Uh, It was opposite my moon for most of the year. At the beginning of the year, I was like, holy hell, this is going to be so hard. This is going to be so challenging. I'm going to feel so restricted. And you know what? I wasn't. So that's not to say that Saturn didn't have an impact on my moon, but I had an awareness of it and I worked with it rather than resisting it. Right? So... I'll say this again when the episode comes out, but when you hear the transits for the year and you hear what signs they're going to be affecting, none of it is a doomsday prescription for you. It's for you to have an awareness so that you can observe it as it begins to unfold throughout the year. All right, my loves. Uh, Some admin natal chart readings. If you want one in the new year, I think we're looking at Feb, possibly even March for availabilities, but definitely book yourself in because they will start filling up. 
Um, Celestial Storytelling is kicking off in March. That's level one. That's a course that's going to teach you all about how to read a natal chart. Um, And it's going to give you some deep insights into astrology. It's very helpful if you listen to this podcast to sort of understand on a deeper level how all of the knowledge I tell you about the seasons and the moons apply to you according to your own natal chart. If you want to join me for that course, like I said, we kick off on March 4. And you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode. There's a payment plan available so you can pay in installments. Um, And I'd love you to join me and the 68 other people that have already signed up to the course. So exciting. And if you would like to become a subscriber of the podcast, you get two episodes a week, including that bonus subscriber episode. Like I said, next week, we're going to dive deeper into Mercury Retrograde. Um, and ascendant subscribers get access to a new moon circle and a full moon circle every month. And that gives you an opportunity to really tune into the energy of the lunar cycle. All right, my loves, I'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Jordana Levine, and you've been listening to Lunar Lover, the podcast. Thank you.